0: Thanks for joining us today on the Jesus Famous Podcast. Hey, have you ever stopped to look around at the things going on around you and thought to yourself, wow, life is moving fast. Well, the truth is that the more time we spend on this planet, the more we realize how short these lives truly are. But the question for all of us is, how am I gonna face the reality that life has a beginning and an end? Well, today, Pastor Nate's gonna walk us through some scripture to help us see how God can help us make the most of these lives that he's given to us my life
1: it can have eternal significance because of Jesus and what he's done there's a possibility of doing something that does last for a thousand years and beyond because of Jesus and for all of eternity we're gonna gather around his throne and just rejoice
0: over him what do you think is a good lifespan on Earth? Like 80 years, 90 years, 100 years. What are you hoping for? 500. Are you going 500? (laughs) People are trying to do it, man. They're going for it. Oh, man. I don't know, Riley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What kind of question is that? (laughs) All I have going through my mind is that character that Rob Lowe plays on Parks and Rec. Oh, man. He says scientists believe that one day a baby will be born who lives 120 years and i believe i am that baby
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man i had to just ask because this article is all about the brevity of life man just making the most out of these lives that we have and uh, i know it's a silly question but you know we always think about that it's like how are we gonna make the most out of these however many years god gives us How are we going to make the most out of these years that God gives us, you know? And uh, I I just, I love how you referenced Psalm 39 in this article. And I thought to start off this conversation, you could maybe talk us through that a little bit. Um, Psalm 39 verse 11, what's the psalmist trying to get at when he's talking about the brevity of life?
1: Yeah, so I just clipped a phrase from Psalm 39 verse 11, which says, surely all mankind is a mere breath. But before he said that, he yeah. had a whole cluster of phrases to say the same kind of thing. And I'll read mm. some of them to yeah. you. He said, make me know my end. He said, make me know what is the measure of my days. Mm. He said, let me know how fleeting I am. He said, you have made my days a few hand He said, my lifetime is as nothing before you and then he also said surely all mankind stands as a mere breath uh, i like this one he said surely a man goes about as a shadow hmm. i mean just wow such poetic ways of talking about the the brevity of of uh, human life yeah and uh, so i just wanted to to think about that for a second you know i i uh, I guess I'm firmly in or starting to, you know, enter into midlife, you All know. Right. And uh, you know, I I remember when we first started having children, people would tell us like, "Hey, you know, it goes so fast. Yeah. You know, your children grow up really quickly and so savor hmm. you know that time." And I I'm, I'm very thankful because as I look back, I mean, certainly they're not full grown or out of the house, but as I look back upon those younger years, I can I don't have regrets about that time of their lives. Mm -hmm. I feel that I really was able to enjoy that season of life, but man, it does go so quickly and the years just tick by. And and I think even Mm -hmm. scientific studies have shown that the perception of time Mm -hmm. is that the older you get, the more quickly it seems to, to move. It's just your relationship with time is altered as you age. And, you know, even now, you know, here we are near the beginning of 2019, I just trip out that it's 2019. Yeah. And it's not hard to recall times, you know, that were a long time ago, you know, where people I'm ministering to weren't even born yet, you know, and that's, that's just so fascinating, you know, so, so life, it it does move so quickly. And and I think to to come to grips, not just with our mortality, that we will die someday, Mm. but to also come to grips with life's brevity, that in the grand scheme of things, our lives are like a a breath. Our lives are like a vapor. Uh, to, To be conscious of, the reality that there is this God who exists forever and has never not existed, and that we are here in these mortal bodies of ours, just a blip on the full timeline of not only eternity, which of course is true, but also of human history. Mm. Even just that, which is so brief in comparison with all of eternity, we are barely around at all even in the full scope of human history and i I realize that that could be almost a despairing thought for some people but i think properly processed it can be a very freeing thought to realize the absolute brevity of human life
0: that's good man that's what i was going to actually say that that sometimes we can look at the brevity of life and almost be discouraged by it or something but Man, what a joy that there's so much that God's called us to, even in these short lives yeah, that yeah. we do have.
1: I think some people, and and I I don't know if this is, uh, I I feel like I see this in in uh, folks that are younger than me, mm-hmm. is a uh, because of a consciousness of the brevity of life, a pressure, just a real mm-hmm. pressure put on, uh, kind of put that they put on themselves. Yeah. To, to design the perfect life because after all you're not going to live forever and after all you're not going to be young forever mm-hmm. so design the perfect life for yourself because your hope is in that you know yeah. rather than just realizing that you know these different stages of life they're a gift from God there's a time mm-hmm. for everything there's a season for everything every stage and season of life can be enjoyed with God. And you don't need to compare. You don't need to hold out an illusion of a, you know, perfect job career that, you know, you're pursuing your passions, but also making tons of money, you know, like you don't have to hold out for that. You can right now, you know, experience the Lord in the season that you're in rather than putting this Image or this pressure upon yourself to like make it all happen, you know, right now, Mm. you know, in this moment, just pace yourself, take a breath. But I could imagine very easily, I feel like I see it all the time, people responding in a very pressure-filled way to the brevity of life. So that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit. I think there's some good ways to respond to the brevity of life. You don't want to ignore it and act like it doesn't exist. So what do you do as a Christian? Mm. How do I respond to the brevity of life?
0: so good, man. In the article, you talk about two things in particular. Uh, The first one is getting to work. You know, a response to the brevity of life is get to work. And like you mentioned, most of us, wrestle for majority of our lives just kind of thinking about like what should i give my time and my energy towards um so kind of in light of the brevity what does scripture tell us to really give ourselves to in these lives
1: yeah one passage that i like to use for this is to think about what paul wrote to the corinthians in first corinthians 3 when he talked about really his own life he wasn't even totally talking about them. He was talking about himself and Apollos and other ministers of the gospel. And he talked about how some people, they conduct their lives in a way that it's like they are building their lives with wood and hay and stubble, perishable things that can burn in fire. But that there are others, and Paul wanted to be in this camp, who build their lives with gold and silver and precious stones, things that will endure the flame, endure the fire, things that are lasting. So for him, obviously, he didn't think of himself as actually physically building something with gold, silver, stone, or wood, or hay, or stubble. It was for him imagery to describe the value of his life, the things that he was doing. Were they of temporary importance, fleeting in worth, or were they of eternal significance and making an impact in people's lives was 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 he making disciples was he about the kingdom of god was he doing the seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you? Was he operating as the good and faithful servant who was investing what Christ had committed into his care well in the kingdom and yielding a return Mm. for Jesus? Was he living that kind of life or not? And the reality is, this is our great opportunity to get work done, not only in life in general, but for Christ. I'm not saying that there's no work in the eternal realm. In the eschatology that I hold, there's a great and glorious future millennial reign of Christ where for a thousand years, this earth is populated by the Lord and his mm. servants, and he governs the earth for a thousand years. And during that time, the prophecies that Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and so many of the minor prophets declared about a new creation, will begin to see those come to pass. The lion and the lamb will lie down together. And during that time, there is going to be labor. There is going to be work. There is going to be effort. It's just going to be effective all the time. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be more similar to the work that Adam had in the Mm pre-fall conditions in the Garden of Eden. But now you and I, we live in an era where we have a different relationship with work, not just in our workplaces, but there is also the work of the gospel. There's the work of making a difference in people's lives. So it could Mm -hmm. be your children. It could be co-workers it could be your uh, church community that you're part of but there is fruitfulness that christ has destined every single believer to but we do have a decision as to whether we're going to pursue him and that fruitfulness for our lives so this is really our one chance to work in that kind of way for the lord where eternal destinies are still in the balance where disciples are being made this is our chance to work in that kind of way Mm -hmm. and i don't know about you man but i really do long to hear not just like a well yeah you made it into heaven but i really want to hear well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy of the lord i know that the lord is going to erase every tear I believe at the end of the millennial reign of Christ, when the new Jerusalem comes down and the new heaven and the new earth is seen, and every tear is wiped away, there is not going to be a feeling amongst God's people of regret and pain and agony for eternity. But I do think that there may be a moment where there is this sense of, I'm so glad that I spent my life the way I did, or... I wish I'd spent my life better. And there will be really? grace for that. There will be forgiveness for that. There will be cleansing for that. But I I just want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. And I know I haven't done it perfectly. And there's yeah. so many things I feel so weak in and I you know, feel embarrassed about. You know, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm your pastor, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but this is our chance to get to work.
0: Come on, I love that man. The second thing and the last thing about the article was get to rest.
1: Yeah, it was just a two pointer. Get to work two and responses. get to rest. Oh man. You know. <laughs> this is part of my thing, you know, like how do you how can you have get to rest as one of your points if it's like ten ways to respond to the brevity of life? <laughs> then you're just like, Well, you can't do the rest thing. I'm all stressed out with these other nine things.
0: So much stuff I gotta write down in my journal yeah. tomorrow. No, but man, I mean, we live in a world that's just like overtired and people are, whether they're working or just exhausted by information coming into their eyes 24 seven, whatever it is, you know, we're just in a time where I think that a lot of us have a hard time understanding how to rest. Yeah. But what does scripture tell us about resting? Like we know what. From what you just said, what it means to work, but what does it mean to really rest in the Lord? Yeah,
1: I, I, a part of what I meant by this was uh in. I, I think a lot of it connects to like your self view hmm. of your importance, uh, mm-hmm. of how significant you are. I mean, in the in the piece, what That's I good. said was that I, I I forget where it was, but I had recently read. And come across somebody who had said that what they were trying to do with their work, with their thing that they were creating, is they were trying to make something that had the lasting power of a thousand years. Oh wow. And when I read that, I just thought, good luck, bro. You know, good luck with that. You know, like oh, the the, the 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 reality is it is a minuscule portion of our population mm-hmm. who Will be remembered even two generations from yeah. now. It is such a small group of people that will be remembered, and let alone in a hundred years, or in two hundred years, or in a thousand years, should the Lord tarry. But I think we put so often there are people that put this pressure on themselves as if their their impact in their lives they're just of such vital importance. I think it's just good to remember that there are. let I mean. There's 8 billion people on the earth. You're just one of them. You're going to die. Hardly anybody's going to remember you. Even in your own family, within a few generations, it's going to be like, now, who is that Nate Holdrich guy? I'm looking at him on the ancestry.com chart. You know, like, who is he? Like, what was his story? Yeah. And it's not going to take that long for that to happen. You know, and so I think I think sometimes it's just good for us, with the brevity of life, to just take a load off and to realize, wow, "Wow, my life—it can have eternal significance because of Jesus and what He's done. And for all of eternity, there can be people that are my friends in eternity and are thankful for the way I spent my life, and I praise God for that. There's a possibility of doing something that does last for a thousand years and beyond because of Jesus. But as far as this life is concerned, wow, you know, I'm not that big of a deal. (laughs) God is big. God is glorious. God is worthy of celebration. God is everlasting. And for all of eternity, we're going to gather around his throne and just rejoice over him. And I think it can kind of take the load off a little bit for some people. You know, some people aren't wired that way at all. Mm -hmm. But for those who are, I think a great response to the brevity of life is learning how to rest uh, in just who you are Mm -hmm. and how small you are and how massive God is and how just a tiny piece you are in the midst of God's whole thing you know sometimes i i like to when i um when i go to a pastors conference where i know there's going to be hundreds or maybe even thousands of other pastors in in attendance um one of the things i like to do because you know the people in your own fellowship they love you you know and my my father taught me early on don't believe the best things or the worst things that people say about you don't don't read your press clippings because you know they'll be good they'll be bad but you know you're you're here to serve the lord you 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 it's his voice that you're wanting to hear mm. um but that said you know any pastor it's like you're you're in your church community you're it's the classic, like, you're a big fish in a small pond scenario, yeah. you know? So it's really f- refreshing. Like, I like going to pastors' conferences where there's tons of other pastors because I, I look around and I realize, like, all these people. So sometimes I like to sit in the back of the room and just kind of look at everybody. And and what I like to think about is how the people in all of their congregations don't know me. Hmm. They don't know who I am. I'm no big thing to them. It's their pastor that they're thankful for, that they love, that they're receiving the word from, that that they rejoice over. And as I look at at that and as I kind of just do the simple math real quickly and realize like this is just a small segment of Christianity that's even represented in this room, it just helps me realize like I'm just part of this much bigger thing. And... I can rest in that. Amen. And I'm just, you know, I get to be used by God in my little niche in the greater body of Christ and the world itself. And it's just a cool thing, I think, for I'm just sharing my own personal experience of how to process and get into that rest, you know. And yeah. I think there's this thing, you know, where we're constantly, I mean, the news industry is just that it's an industry these days where we're constantly being presented like you need to be in the know you need to you need to learn all these things you need to see what's going on what the big problems in the world is and 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 are and 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 we can tend to feel this feeling like man i need to be an expert about all of those Mm -hmm. things like i'm going to actually solve these problems someday but but you're probably not and Mm -hmm. you're part of things so There is an element of getting to work because the time is short, but there's also an element of just resting and knowing, man, my life is so short. So for me, at least, those are part of the lessons of when, you know, in the psalm, he says, let me know how fleeting I am. For me, those are a couple of the lessons that I keep coming back to. Okay, so I have a short period of time to get to work, but I also need to get to at least mental rest. And I think that mental rest then manifests itself in learning how to rest physically. Because if you if you don't have that mental rest and you think you are the hero of the world, then you won't take days off. You'll work days that are just ridiculous and too long. You know, you'll you'll sacrifice so many things you shouldn't sacrifice because of your self-importance. Importance. So I think if you can learn how to mentally rest, then you'll actually learn how to Sabbath externally also. So I think they go together. So get to rest and also get to work or get to work and also get to rest.
0: Thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to hear some more content from Pastor Nate, please subscribe to the Jesus Famous Podcast. Each week, we'll be posting conversations just like the one you just heard, as well as some live readings that Pastor Nate is posting a couple times a week. For any more articles, books, or resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com. Catch you next week.